0: hello 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 everyone this is mark with speak brave podcast welcome to the show john hello it's great 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 it's great to be here <laughs> for a minute i thought that you got stuck on something what i don't know what was it like you got stuck on something like a plain record do you know there are vinyl records
1: i do remember and there were scratches and they would go they would go they would go they would go and i feel
0: this is what what just happened. do you know that vinyl <laughs> records are coming back yes they it was are forced in the united states and not just amongst the hip population but among the millennials and everyone who appreciates you know everything new is old well they always do say but, yeah.
1: that there's very little that's new under the sun and a lot of
0: things if you wait long enough they're going to come back into vogue oh vogue i like that friends welcome to the show this is mark again your host with my with my friend and special executive producer, John Morrow, and my conversation buddy and strategist. Thank you. The one who holds me accountable if I go too much in one direction or another. So, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Today is the final episode in the series of Persuasion. We did remember Persuasion. Do you remember that conversation, I do John? remember it very okay. well. That was how we prepare right what's the mindset what questions do we have how do we position the mm-hmm. offer how do we make sure that whatever we are going to talk about or move or persuade people we are fully convinced and conviction is in our blood so we know exactly what we're talking about but also we can we are preparing objections we're thinking okay if if i offer this and the other person will say this what will i say and we created some objection killing metaphors remember that triggers offer why you clear outcomes remember the second episode was the actual conversation itself how do we talk to our people how do we convince them how do we persuade them you remember the cycle we observe we question we relate we flip back to ego do you remember that john yeah
1: i remember ego very well
0: okay i always
1: play to their ego
0: to their ego. And I think we do that already, don't we?
1: Well, it's important because we want to make them feel good so that they feel they're the one that really made the right choice.
0: Yes, we flip to the ego. We affirm that they made the right choice. We affirm that they made the right decision, the investment of time. And we say, you know that being here today will set you up for a better future. You have invested time to learn. You have come to invest in yourself. And you already know this. So you." But I think... The key to successful persuasion is to be honest, or not—not n- not, I wouldn't say the word um, inauthentic, but authentic. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Gentleman?
1: Authenticity, I think, is the one thing that will give you success. Everybody can have a good product, but not everybody comes across as. Convinced about the product or they're too busy thinking about what's in it for them as they sell it Instead of understanding that you want that product to be beneficial in terms of its value in terms of what it's going to do for the customer And if you are as convinced and sold on it as the person that you are trying to present it to Authenticity is going to persuade them much more powerfully The truth is a friend asked me yesterday about a particular business that I had been in for some time Uh, do I have to be a customer in this company in order to sell this product? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. If you don't know the benefits of the product and you're not using the product to your benefit, do you really think you can sell the product to its best possible extent? What are you going to do when the person says, do you have this product? Do you have it? What's it done for you? And if you can't be honest and you lie to them, it's going to come back to haunt you.
0: It will. It so, will, yes. Authenticity,
1: authenticity is important. So be genuine. Be so, authentic about who you are and what you're talking about. And also believe in
0: what you're saying. This comes back to being That's a, an ingredient of authenticity. Being a public speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're
1: sold out to it. This, we, is, this is where the energy exchange actually takes place because mm-hmm. you're giving the energy that you have derived from it as a speaker, mm-hmm. as a salesman, as a presenter, as a minister of the gospel, if you're a preacher, mm-hmm. this is where you have that exchange with the audience. And if you're authentic, can the audience see are going to people, sense it.
0: People can sense it. And oh, we're amazingly yeah. wired people. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I want to make sure that we also highlight is in public speaking, if you believe in what you're saying, people will resonate. If you mm-hmm. don't believe, I think... Um, you have a hard time connecting with your audience on stage. And when you have a hard time connecting with your audience on stage, you, will f- you have a disconnect. And when you have a disconnect, it's a waste of time. And, John, would you like to waste your time?
1: No, I've wasted enough time in this life. Every minute counts. So make it special. So, and, by the way, I cannot wait to talk with you further about now that you have done the persuasion process. We've done the
0: the pre-persuasion, and and now this is the final step.
1: Now, here we are. This is the wrap-up, but this really isn't the end of the story. I think that the Mm -hmm. post-process is where the story really begins.
0: Well, I like your enthusiasm, John, (laughs) and I like your conviction. It's true. I believe the post-persuasion is just as important as the other two steps. In post-persuasion, we follow up. We say hello. We say, how are things going? Do you need more help? Can I help you, guide you, uh, help you achieve, take you to the next level? Take you to the top of your mountain. Take you to the top of your apex. Our friend Joe Dukevich. He's always talking about apex thinking. Joe Dukavich is a plug for him. Look him up on Google. He's a coach, leadership coach, John Maxwell certified. Good thinker, good friend. What is your apex? And you take your your tribe, people who trust you, to the top of your mountain by hand. Or by telegraph, by phone, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So this is the things to think about, John, when you do the post-persuasion. When you persuaded yourself others um, your target audience the people in your tribe when you have done that take a time to think about maybe write or tweet a four sentence win how this transaction how this decision have benefited you mm-hmm. how has it benefited the other person yep. and what's going to happen next can you do that do you think that's valuable or do you think that's waste of time.
1: It's several questions in one. I know. First of all, anyone can do it if they are totally and authentically convinced of what it is that they've shared and they believe in it fully and they have the desire to see others succeed in the same way. Zig Ziglar said, you will get everything you want in life as long as you help other people get what they want. So you have to be the kind of individual that sees it for its value and you want to bring people along. Number two, a road. That is, traveled should never be traveled alone. For the greatest success, you need to bring your tribe with you, your allies, your supporters, your friends. You even need to bring along some of your critics because the critics will keep you honest.
0: And humble. Humble and, is to too. And important also not too. hum uh, honest, humble, but also they will injure your ego. Mm-hmm. But sometimes our ego <coughs> must be injured for it us does. to make a breakthrough. It does. Breakthrough. We
1: have to sometimes be brought Bre- back to reality. Well
0: break we have to have a breakthrough through our comfort zone and mm-hmm. break through our little nest that we put ourselves in to be because we're comfortable. When, when would be, we when we be do you want to be hurt, John? Nobody wants to be hurt, but the But
1: it's a necessary component of living. It comes with the territory, as Absolutely. we've said. Absolutely. And in the journey, as you go along that way, after you have brought that person into your tribe, it's important for them to know that just as you were authentic in your presentation process and getting them to sign on with you, mm-hmm. you are also authentic in the fact that this means so much to you that you want to be there to help them realize their potential and their greatness. And this is part of a mentoring process because you will get them to where they become an extension of you and they take the same message and the same dedication and devotion and authenticity to the world that they can influence. Mm -hmm. They become an extension of you, but vitally speaking, they not only become an extension, they become themselves mm-hmm. what they were capable of being because of what you put in them and then they become an extension of themselves to others it's the, a
0: the best extension of themselves it's
1: a self fulfilling prophecy do you, do you know it's um, momentum base?
0: have you ever heard of this gentleman jack jack canfield
1: yeah i've heard of jack canfield
0: he's a speaker author mm-hmm. businessman entrepreneur he started or co-authored or invented this serious chicken soup for the soul yes very much i've read many of those books he's also does certification for coaches he's he's a good man i never met him but i feel that he is good one of the things that he said recently i was listening to one of his interviews i'm not sure where he got this from but he said whenever you change your life or whenever your condition improves you directly and indirectly affect up to 250 people
1: Hmm. It's interesting
0: where how i don't know maybe it's I, mean, I
1: think I can see how that would happen in a situation like mine, not just before a speaking audience mm-hmm. but even more so, in front of a church when I sing, okay, I usually am in a situation where when I'm singing, I usually am in front of four hundred fifty five hundred six hundred people.
0: Mm-hmm. So now,
1: how I sing, how I present that message through song, how I convey myself, my body language, facial expressions, all of the thing that is me and the persona of giving this message and song has an effect upon the viewer, mm-hmm. as well as the listening portion of the viewer, right. the sensations. So
0: but I'm going deeper than that. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, because... When you're it it's a manifestation of you in that moment. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about somebody you have a uh, deeper relationship, deeper connection, deeper um, interaction. So it's not just the people in the audience who may have heard you. And you know what? You, we never know. What I have learned in this business of speaking and coaching, John, is I meet people that I would not have met before. And not only when I, when I meet them, I say, oh, I know you because my other friend knows you and you're doing great work together. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things I want to say is you never know who's listening out there in the audience. You never know whose life you're going to touch by your message. Isn't that correct?
1: It is correct because you truly don't know with technology today mm-hmm. who heard you.
0: Okay. So that's number one. So when you, let's go back to the conversation about post-personality. Pers- Post-suasion, is that what you... Mm-hmm. I call uh, it you I like it. So create a four-sentence win for yourself, for the audience, and for, for everyone who is part of this transaction yes. or the interaction. Write it down. Do you, do you believe in writing things down, John? I do. Write things down. When you create something, you write things down. Mm-hmm. When you journal something, you write things down. You and need to because you will forget
1: it, I promise you.
0: Exactly. And then also you can be honest and share it with the others. That's yes. how they can see your views. Mm-hmm. Number two, have a deadline. Yes. Have a deadline. Do you know that... Okay, let's talk about Christmas. You know, there's we are recording this podcast in July. Mm-hmm. There's this theme in the United States that we have Christmas in July. Yes. Right? Are you looking forward to Christmas, John? Always. <laughs> Why?
1: Christmas is just a wonderful time of the year because it's associated with great music, beautiful decorations, a sense of feel... A, all of the flavors of christmas there's a unique kind of food there's unique kind of sweets and confections opportunity there's, right opportunity. well christmas has become something that has less to do for me with what we get at christmas time and what we give as to what christmas is as a whole so it's becoming for me just the whole aura of the experience christmas is an experience mm-hmm. an experience and people want to experience that more so than any other time of the year, yeah. for the in most for in the States. most yeah. part in the yeah. United yeah. States.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So we are in July. We're recording this podcast in the middle of July, right? Right, right. in the middle. Right, right in the dead middle. This is, is the seventeenth. Okay. During Christmas time, we know there's a certain segment of population that already purchased their Christmas gifts now mm-hmm. in July. Yeah. Then August, September, October, November, December. We know there's gonna be a lot of people who are buying things when? They're buying them when they're on sale. They're buying them whenever they see them,
1: whenever the moment emotion hits them. They're they're saying that would make a great Christmas gift. Oh, I think my uncle would love that. Oh, this is perfect for mom. This is great for my children.
0: That's true. But also we buy things at a very last minute.
1: Well we do. That's when, true. There is the last minute shopper. That's why we have Walmart and C V S and Kmart. And- <laughs>
0: And everyone is different. I know that maybe you are not last minute. Maybe you are. But everyone is completely different.
1: The greatest to- invention for Christmas that has ever been invented is the gift card.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first on the Speak Break The podcast. greatest
1: invention for Christmas gift giving it's is a, the gift card.
0: The gift card is there's your answer. solves That's all your, your problems. Your Plus, cure. it
1: takes up very little space.
0: It's cure for everything. Can you, think- you
1: imagine giving all gift cards for Christmas and putting them into envelopes and putting them under the tree? A lot of room underneath that tree for other things.
0: Okay, so let's <laughs> let's, let's go back into the Got deadline. Let's, let's go. Let's this. go back into the deadline. So, yeah, so what about when, that? Deadline? When we create an offer, <laughs> when we try to move people somewhere, a creation of a deadline is real. Oh yes, deadline. If and if you are the composer of your offer, you cannot be dishonest We should deadline no because the- you can be dishonest up to a point uh until you run out of people but yeah. with our approach to business and life i believe in, te- in integrity mm-hmm. and i know integrity is such a hard topic sometimes isn't it sometimes integrity is, is we try to live in integrity we try to walk in integrity but i don't know about you john but I cannot achieve full integrity completely because it just—it it, just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's such a esoteric—not esoteric, but it's—it's—it's—it's it's a high-high deal that's hard to maintain. But we need to be have integrity on deadlines, deadlines for our offers. Integrity, okay. This is the real deadline. Well, a deadline is a promise. Oh, it's a promise. I never thought about it that way. Okay, tell me more.
1: Well, think about it you say we're going to have this to you by this date yes well you're basically making an affirmative statement you're you're stating in the form of a promise almost a guarantee this is when you can expect your system to be set up or to see this item ready for you or you to receive delivery or receipt of this or to begin this program or to meet with me whatever it is To me, setting a deadline, setting a date, marking a time is, in a sense, making a promise. And therefore, that's why it has an integrity component. Because if you don't keep your dates, Mm -hmm. if you don't keep your deadlines, if you don't keep your appointments, you're not keeping your promises. And that is lying. And you have a reputation to protect and to maintain Mm -hmm and to foster, and that reputation will precede you. So if you have a history that is checkered, as we say, with missed deadlines, failure to meet your appointments timely, failure to deliver when you said you would deliver, people are going to know that. The word gets around. It's amazing what word of mouth can do to your reputation, especially if you're the cause of that word of mouth. But it's also amazing how if you are a person of integrity, if you are a person that keeps your promises, you make your appointments and you have the courtesy to call in advance and say if you're going to be delayed and explain why and apologize and let them know you're going to personally make sure that problem gets taken care of, what happens is people build a higher degree of confidence in you Mm -hmm. and that confidence they are eagerly willing to share with others who may come and say, I was recently contacted by this individual. What can you tell me about them? And what's going to happen is they're going to get nothing but good news. Why do you think our internet is so full of ratings? Why is it that we have Angie's List? Why is it that we have the better business trip advisor trip advisor why do why do we have the third party unbiased uh, uh, five star ratings you know this guy got four out of five stars why do you think jd power is so important to people and what they get from their surveys of customers it's about delivering on a promise Mm -hmm. and if you perform that
0: duty and you perform that duty well you're going to rank at the top so we're talking about integrity. We're talking about keeping promises. And it's very important because it's not one and done deal. Right? Mm. It's, it's a business. It's a long-term game. It's
1: how you do your business. It's how you do business
0: every day. And, it, and that's why I appreciate your input on this, John, because I know this is important to you. And I know that you live it. You live it. And you, you create a role model for others to follow. So thank you for bringing that to the uh, discussion. Well, Keeping I work with promise. an
1: individual who does the same thing.
0: Well, good. we got yeah. to keep the good company, John. Look at this. I know. Sometimes I have to wake up my uh, viewers and listeners and think, Just are you there still listening? Just want to make sure that you're still mm-hmm. there. Okay. So, fourth sentence win, right?
1: Four sentence win, followed by integrity. Deadline. Deadlines Deadline. are met with integrity.
0: Number third point to consider in post-persuasion process is add bonuses. Bonuses that are good, that are real, that are tangible, that are truly generous. When I talk about bonuses, there's one word that comes to mind. Generosity. I believe true generosity seeds, plants the seeds of greatness. Plants Mm -hmm. the seed of greatness in you, in others. When you delight the other person, when you bring surprise and delight and and generosity and kindness to their interaction, you see something change it, changes. And you know what, John? I, I have something to say about this. Can I? I know that it's a conversation between friends. I also believe that sometimes people don't see our generosity. Mm-hmm. And they choose to remain in their own little circle of mediocrity possibly. Or maybe even in the, what is this called? can see the other person for what they are. Do you understand the what i The old force
1: for the trees type analogy.
0: Possibly. Um, I also f- believe that a lot of times when you're generous and other people don't accept you or don't see it in you, it is not your fault and it's not their fault. You choose to be generous. You chose to be kind. And I think there's courage in that. And if someone does not see the value in that, I believe it's it's a loss. But as a personal value, I think if you made a decision to add bonuses that are generous, mm-hmm. you have to realize in the back of your mind, not everyone will see your generosity for what it is. Not everyone will accept your kindness in that form. Does that make sense to you? so if you are under delusion that everyone will see and and experience your approach in the same way i think it's you send yourself up for failure i think you have to allow that some people will reject your bonuses they will reject what you're offering but you continue anyway because you know that your target tribe will recognize your kindness. What do you think about that?
1: I think of uh, what popped into my mind is we were talking about Christmas in July a few moments ago. Yes, we were. And I don't know if you have ever caught this. If you watch the stories or if you've been involved with businesses, it seems that around Christmas time, there is a generosity that comes, but... The generosity really is a double edged sword here, and let me explain why I say that. It's one thing to give out of abundance, and it's another thing to give out of simply the desire to share what you have with others, even if you are limited in what you share.
0: Oh, that's 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 a good topic,
1: and giving out of abundance. You know, you see these stories, like, I remember Miracle on 34th Street. (laughs) I've seen all of the versions of it. The one that is my personal favorite, surprisingly, is not the one with Natalie Wood as the little girl, but rather it was the one that was done in the 1990s when the late Sir Richard Attenborough, a great actor, played the role of Chris Kringle and Dylan McDermott and Elizabeth Perkins were also in the motion picture. And I remember that one of the things that they talked about at the end when they found the house that the little girl was looking for, because her three Christmas wishes were she wanted a house, a daddy, and a baby brother. And so the house was there. She now had a daddy because the character played by Dylan McDermott, the attorney, did in fact marry her mother. So now she has a dad and a very fine dad as a role model. But she wanted to also have the baby brother, but... The house part of it was kind of like, you know, a house is an expensive thing. So they're pulling up to it, and they're met at the door by the store manager, and the store manager says, well, you're going to get a bonus, and it's going to be more than enough for you to buy this house. It is for sale. And so the bonus was an expression of generosity for a very, very successful Christmas. Here's the thing. The bonus, the generosity thing, would not have occurred if they didn't have a profit. So you see, abundance is what stimulated the bonus. But to me... (laughs) The greatest bonus that one can give is that bonus that is given with, one, no expectation of profit, no expectation of return. It is given because the character and the integrity of the person Mm -hmm. is such that they believe in giving fully of their very, very best, and then that's a kind of a pay-it-forward approach Mm -hmm. to living and to communicating and to the art of persuasion.
0: I understand completely where you're coming from. And I hope our listeners are moved by this story. Because we know, and you know what, I know everyone is different. And you're in a different way relate to life and you're in a different place economically. You're in a different place emotionally and you're in a different level in life. Remember I said about the age. So I'm not asking you to take my position. What I'm asking you to be open, be open to the other person's gifts and just take them, take them, um, see the intent, see the heart of the other person, see their intention and their objective, and don't allow your wounds or your pain or your limited beliefs to stand in the way of true giving whether being recipient or giving I think that's the key what do you Mm -hmm. think John?
1: I agree this is where it's done with a completely unselfish motive
0: so that's number three so we talked about four sentence win deadline bonuses the fourth point to think about in persuasion is reveal opportunity cost it is when you Mention to your audience, to your tribe, to the, somebody who you're working with that if you don't go with this, this is what you will lose. And it's not coming from the nefarious point, coming from malicious point, but rather it's from real observation. Mm-hmm. If you don't prepare for this big presentation or if you don't invest in this equipment or tool, this is what you will lose out. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't think about the outcomes or if you don't create this form or if you don't create this offer or if you don't invest into this piece of equipment let's say your audience will be will be worse off right and that's what i'm talking about
1: so it's value added
0: it's value added but also what are you losing what are you missing out yeah if you don't not yeah. investing, by not considering this. this I think the key.
1: greatest people in the world are always investing in what can make them better and make mm-hmm. them more effective and what they can right. give to people that will make them more effective.
0: So that's number four. And number fifth point in persuasion is to sell anticipation. A lot I of like people, that. Yeah.
1: Sell anticipation.
0: You know what? I think we, should, we have to be honest, John. You know, a lot of people say they run away from the word sales and they push it under the rug and they pretend... ...that the sales do not exist. Mm -hmm. But I believe put on your big pants, put on your big jacket or your blouse and say, heck, sales exist. It's right there and if you cannot take it, if you cannot tolerate the word, it's too bad. I'm not saying it's too bad and don't accept it. Sales exist. You are being sold to every time. But I'm not saying it from the form that, okay, I'm there to take your money or take your resources... I am in it for the profitable exchange for both parties. We are human race. We are brothers and sisters. We are part of one civilization. We are so blessed to live on this earth. We are so blessed to have the gifts that we have. We have to find a way to continue helping each other and help ourselves. And sales is just a mechanism to transfer knowledge, resources, for everyone to survive. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm, it does. And beca- it's, it's, uh, would it be safe to say that in this life we're wired to sell?
0: We're wired to sell. To sell is human. And that's what Daniel Pink said in one of his books. I do recommend his author, this author. Daniel Pink is the uh, speechwriter, author, TEDx talk uh, participant. To sell is human. I'm not running away from the word sales. Maybe for me the word sales does not have this jarring uh, effect that it has on others, but I have seen a lot of people—they're either too sensitive, they don't want to talk about it, or it's something that not spoken of. I say, what is the big deal?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Acknowledge it. This is what it is. It's sales. We're not gonna uh, focus on—it's not a con, it's not a boiler room, but it's true. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's an exchange. It's a business proposition. It's an extension of life, and that's why I say sell anticipation. Anticipation, what will people get? What will people participate? What will they become part of if they move with your offer? This is what I'm talking about. What do you think about this, John?
1: I like it because when you walk away, you have persuaded them, but you have also generated an excitement, an anticipation, an expectation of something even better. Absolutely. Further, if you have been successful, you also now can anticipate that your tribe is going to come to you for more. Absolutely. And that your tribe is going to bring their friends.
0: Your family, defend- And
1: they're going to come to you, you, you as well. deliver good value. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so everything about persuasion from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end mm-hmm. is about creating a relationship that is ongoing and
0: basically if I could use the term perpetual. Exactly. You got it John, that's perfectly uh, that's, a, that's a great end to the series. I want to thank everyone who invested their time in these three episodes. And I wanna, would like to ask you for shares, comments, reach out, messages. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with the people that, that must know this. And thank you, John, for being my friend and compatriot and companion on this journey of persuasion. It would, was my honor. So we talked about pre-suasion, actual persuasion conversation, then post in pre, we talked about clear outcomes, offers, why you, triggers, how to create metaphors that are designed to kill objections—not to mm-hmm. kill, but rather overcome it them. It nullifies the right? objection. We're going to talk about—we talked about pride, utility, scarcity, benefit extension, all of that amazing prep work before you go into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Then we started the conversation of persuasion. We talked about how we observe how we question, how we relate, how we affirm the ego. We close, we verify, we suggest, and we repeat all over again if we don't get Mm -hmm. it the first time. And then persuasion, we talked about four sentence win, deadline, bonuses, self-anticipation, and review opportunity cost. Everyone is a student of persuasion. The key is to do it with integrity. You must really care about people you must really care about the relationship and i couldn't have said better myself it's about the relationship that is ongoing in perpetuity and mutually beneficial yes thank you john for being here thanks everyone for who tuned in next week we'll have a new episode new topic very exciting and i hope everything that you do this week you don't forget to speak brave thank you